Well, today in the program, I'd like to take a little bit of time to to give you some updates about the program. And also, for those that have been concerned about my health, funny, during all of this time, this song from early in my radio career came back to my mind out of nowhere. I'm not scared of dying, and I don't really care if it feeds you finding dying. Well, then, let the time be near. And when I die, and when I'm gone, there'll be one child born in this world. Carry on, carry on. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder, the last day of the month of June. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program today. Matter of fact, I have several different news stories on a few different topics that I think you're going to find interesting. And also my take, yeah, you hadn't, I haven't had a chance uh, to talk about what happened on Tuesday, obviously, with the... With the show trial in Washington, D.C., I've got a few thoughts to share about that and a lot more. But I want to use the beginning of the program today to answer some questions, to to let you know what's going on in the background. Now, as many of you know, I had a, and by the way, I, I use that opening song, don't, don't read into it anything, please. It's just something that came to my mind the other day. And I'll explain the circumstances of that time. To put this briefly, a little over two weeks ago, I started having a problem with blood in the urine. Now, this has happened once before, but not anything as bad as what what happened so quickly this go-round. At first, we assumed it might be some kind of, you know, urinary tract infection. It does happen happens to women it also can happen to men and when it happened once before we were in florida and i had a urologist that that uh, suggested trying initially before i could get a you know further examination they were trying to arrange and do an antibiotic just in case and and it seemed to go away now they had wanted me to do a full cat scan at that time of the region to see if there was anything going on but when the symptoms well you know kind of faded back they suggested I wait a little bit. And of course, then we made our trip up to Georgia and then on to Virginia. And like I say, it all started on a Monday morning. This problem, and it was getting progressively worse very rapidly. Worse than I'd ever seen it before. I mean, we're talking, it was frightening. And so we went to the urgent clinic on Wednesday. There they prescribed an antibiotic and said, see what happens over the next two or three days. Well, by Saturday, it's no better and in many ways worse. So off to the emergency room we went. And there they did a CAT scan. And at that point, you don't really know what you're getting into. They saw something in the bladder. Could it be cancer? Could it be something else? Hard to tell. But they wanted me to continue for a couple of more days or a few more days anyway on the on what I was doing in terms of the new antibiotic they had given me. And, you know, four or five days later, it's still not getting any better. 
So we went back because to be, I hate to gross you out, but I'm now passing these enormous blood clots and it's, it's just looking, it's scary. And it's in that context that I started wondering, what if this is something really serious? What if this is a cancer? What if this is something that is life-threatening? What's going to change? You know, I, I go back in my mind to 2002. You know, we're talking 20 years ago, about this time of the year, when my late wife discovered a very painful lump in her breast. And over the next two years and about three months, she had a gallant battle against cancer that she ultimately lost. And so I kind of understand these things can happen in a hurry unexpectedly. And is it my time? And I remember going to sleep one night and in the back of my mind was this song from Blood, Sweat and Tears recorded back in 1968, became a hit, I think about a year and a half later. And when I die and when I'm dead and gone, and, and I all of a sudden realized I have peace. I had total peace about whatever was to come. The only thing I was concerned about at the time is my wife making sure that if I'm gone, are her needs financially and otherwise taken care of? I mean, that was the only thing that worried me. You know, what about this radio program? What about the commitments made Uh, some of the projects that we did as a part of this radio program to increase its outreach. Well, what happened to all that? And and I just felt at peace for myself. I know a lot of you have been deeply concerned. I have been too. And earlier this, well, over the weekend, over this past weekend, and I haven't talked much about this because I didn't know if this was going to be short-lived or just a fluke. I know a lot of you have been praying for me last week and all this week. And I I can feel those prayers from you and from so many that have written. And I want to just give you kind of an update. Over this past weekend, I told you that I, and I kept thinking about that song and thinking about this radio program, its future, what should I do, what happens if, 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 you know, all that thinking process we can sometimes go through. And I just felt very strongly, my Lord has got this. I have nothing to worry about. It's all in his hands. And so I I just decided to let go of any concern and worry and what to do about the future and just keep proceeding day by day, doing what God has called me to do, keep on planning for the work of his church, the work of this radio program, and some other things that can all tie it together. And then, then I noticed something on Saturday the the dark colors and, and all this were still there. And, and I started shedding all of these massive clots all Saturday morning. And I didn't know what to think. And then by Saturday afternoon, the color is getting lighter 
and lighter and lighter. Hadn't seen that in in almost two weeks. By Sunday, a very marked improvement. And, And now these last several days, you know, I get bits and pieces coming out and the color is getting generally lighter and lighter. And, and I just have this peace that, that everything is all right. Everything's going to be okay. Because, see, if this was something like a cancer, it's not going to start getting better. It doesn't work that way. If anything, it grows and keeps getting worse. So why this reprieve? And doing a little bit of research, you know, there are several things that can do this, all highly treatable and curable. It'll mean a few changes in maybe my diet or a few things and and how much coffee I'm allowed to drink without having water. I mean, a lot of things may change. And we were having difficulty in lining up a urologist. It appears we may be on the right track, should know maybe by tomorrow or by no later than sometime early next week. And we seem to have found a place that, number one, will take our our supplement insurance for our Medicare and uh, also, you know, is not that far away from where we're staying in Virginia. I really don't want to have to go back to the house in Georgia while it, while it's ready to be sold. And I really don't want to go to Florida. It's just too long of a trip right now with too many things left undone. And so I want to thank you for all of your prayers. And keep praying for me. Prayer, prayer can change things. And I really believe that your prayers and intervention are changing things today. Ray Robinson with the Voice of Hope a little while, you know, a while back, sent me an audio clip that I decided to use today on the program. It was something for me personally. And I asked him the other day, can I use this on the radio program? As many of you know, this program airs on KVOH. That's the Voice of Hope. It's a shortwave station based out of Simi Valley or Simi Rancho, Los Angeles area of California. And it's one of the stations that I love to be on, yet sometimes I the support is is has been a little bit off, but I really believe that it's reaching places that some of the other transmitters can't. And and I, I just pray that, that this door can remain open. But John Taylor and his wife, Heather, they, they do a radio program every day on the Voice of Hope. And Ray wanted me to know that the staff and the Taylor family and Ray are keeping me in their prayers during this, this very unusual time. And I... I asked Ray, can I, can I share this little audio clip you sent with, with the audience? And he said, absolutely. So I want to take you to not that many days ago to the program that is done by John Taylor and his wife, Heather, as they were praying for me during this time. From the Voice of Hope Studios in Rancho Simi, Los Angeles, this is Night Watch with John and Heather Taylor. President and founders of the Voice of Hope World Radio Network. 
Hello and welcome to Night Watch. It's John and Heather over the Voice of Hope. And at the top of the hour here, Heather, I just thought we'd uh, uh, pray for our dear friend Bob Beerman. He has the program uh, uh, coming up after hours, and it's Truth to Ponder. It's Monday through Friday, and and if you've been listening to the Voice of Hope for any length of time, you've heard his broadcast. And he just asked for prayer today because he was entering into a health uh, issue that he needed prayer on. He wanted the doctors to be aware of it, and and uh, but really healing for. For his body, and that's really what we can do as Christians: is ask the Lord God, our healer, to heal him in Jesus' name. Amen. So, that. Lord, we we lift up Bob Bierman to you, and we ask, Lord, that you would heal him completely. That there would be whatever effects he's he's uh, he, he's experiencing right now, Lord, that you would heal him in the name of Jesus, and the the doctors would confirm it in Jesus' name. We pray. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, I want to thank John and. Heather Taylor for keeping me in their prayers during this time, Ray Robinson and many others at The Voice of Hope. And if you listen, by the way, to this program on The Voice of Hope, would you do one of a few things for me? Number one, let me know. And you can do that by sending me an email directly at bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth then use the number two, not the word, the number two, and the word ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. And I will appreciate that more than you'll ever know. Let them know that you listen to this program on The Voice of Hope out of uh, Simi Rancho, California. And by the way, their website is voiceofhope.com. Com. Real simple, voiceofhope.com. And there you can find how to contact them and, and more about their ministry as well. Once again, thank you so much, my friends at KVOH. And also all of you listening that have expressed in either an email or you're in other ways by letter that you are keeping me in your prayers. I really can feel being sustained right now. This radio program, I was going through some emails from a good friend of this show, a couple of a couple of friends actually over the last several days. By the way, if my voice seems weak, it's just that I'm just tired and nothing wrong with it. I've been in the radio business long enough to know that the voice can get a little bit raspy when it gets used a lot and you need to get some, you know, some sleep and rest. And so keep that in your prayers as well. Otherwise, I feel pretty good. And so this too shall pass. This radio program was born from a need in 2020. At that time in the summer, no, we're talking two years ago now, as we got into May, June, and even July, the Lord was just laying on my heart to do something. And I didn't really know what it was going to be. I thought about doing like a little four or five or six minute a day, little video podcast thing and and put it out there. Maybe a handful of people would be blessed and learn. The idea of doing a daily radio program like I've been doing now was not really on the table because I knew that getting on the radio was not going to be free or cheap. It was going to be expensive. And 
while my wife and I have been blessed with certain things in our lives, having a tremendous amount of disposable income to invest is not one of them. And so it was going to be taking more than we could invest. We could raise enough to cover the first couple of weeks of doing maybe some of this on shortwave radio, trying to get on local radio stations. I just didn't see right now any way to do it. And I really was, I've been one of those that have believed in the power of shortwave radio for quite a long time. We can reach a lot of territory, though they're not that many people. But those that listen are dedicated to listening to programs that are not from the mainstream media, the media establishment, or have a financial motive. At least this program does not have a financial motive. And so I felt that going on shortwave and also, yes, as a podcast was the the way to do this. And so we got into the month of July, and I started putting everything together, even it secured a website because the name Truth to Ponder had come to my mind, and we started, we got the website domain, and I'm looking for some video hosting to be able to put these short little videos. I thought, you know, we're up in Sky Valley, Georgia, beautiful background. I could go outdoors, take take my camera set with me and a, a, just a little lapel mic and and maybe just share a few thoughts with you about what's going on with the pandemic and the upcoming elections and a few other things that were in my mind at that time. I was deeply concerned how this pandemic had been misrepresented, a lot of misinformation, a lot of real information being suppressed and buried, and for what reason. And I I realized that there's an agenda out there. I think we've all known it for years. I mean, I mean, I've been talking about this for decades, that I don't trust certain groups of people, especially in government in Washington, D.C. We seem to have a bureaucratic class. We have an elite class, and we have what I call the rhino class. The rhino class is, I think, worse than even the elite class because they pretend to be something they're not. They're basically a lie. They're basically a fabrication. They're basically deceiving people. And I don't mind telling you, Lindsey Graham is a master of it from South Carolina. Oh, when he needed your vote. (laughs) Oh, he's Mr. Conservative, Mr. Trump supporter. As soon as he doesn't need your vote, he stabs you in the back. Mitch McConnell's another one. Think of the first two years of the Trump presidency. How many of you believed in 2016 in November when you got the word that Trump had won and we had the House and the Senate no less we're going to fix everything wrong with America we've got it all now we can even get rid of Obamacare that was a stab in the back Paul Ryan was a bold-faced liar an absolute rhino and did everything to stop the progress that could have been made and then Ryan leaves office and the Democrats come in. In spite of having Obamacare sustained by by one vote in the Senate, John McCain, the late John McCain, 
who thumbed his nose at you in America and everybody else. He and, as you know, Lindsey Graham were very close over the years in the Senate. And they lied to you over and over again. Oh, we're real conservatives. When they need your vote, when they need something, they become instant pretend conservatives. And they're ready to run on every TV program to tout their conservative you know, track record, which is non-existent. Or what little there is. That's why Lindsey Graham has a nickname in South Carolina among conservatives. And I've got a lot of friends in South Carolina. I've got family roots that go back hundreds of years in the upstate of South Carolina. And that's why many of my friends around Anderson, South Carolina and Greenville and Abbeville call him Flimsy Gramnesty. Flimsy Gramnesty. Why? He's a fake and a fraud. And he stabs you in the back on, you know, border control. You know, doing immigration the right and legal and constitutional way, he's thwarted it. He and McCain and others. And so I've come to conclude that while it's very possible, if nothing, if everything is left as is, and we don't have too much chicanery and theft occurring in the election this fall. And believe me, I see every attempt being made from monkeypox to get more of these stupid mail-in ballots and, and break the laws of states and, you know, oh, nothing to see here. There was no election fraud in 2020. And there, was, there won't be any in 2022. I mean, even, even Brad Raffensperger has promised that in Georgia. <laughs> what, a, what a liar. And I and and I'm 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 just so floored that you know that there's not enough media out there that people can hear in much of Georgia that would let people know what a fraud their governor and their secretary of state is. You know what, what I call the the North Fulton rhinos came out in force and let Kemp and Raffensperger have another term. Neither one, in my opinion, are are fit to serve the state of Georgia. But Georgia is one of those states because of Atlanta, because of CNN, because of the money from all over the world. It's a rhino enclave in much of the state. And it also is becoming very Democrat in much of Atlanta and other regions. And so Georgia, in my opinion now, is not a reliable state any longer. It's a purple state because of Atlanta, because of around Savannah and other regions. So I hope the election is fair and honest. If it is, then Georgia will have uh, a split delegation in the Senate, one Democrat, one Republican. We'll see come the, come the fall. It is possible, I've been listening to some, some pundits, it is possible that we are looking at anywhere between 54 and 59 seats as of now in the United States Senate. And depending upon how all this plays out with the fraudulent hearings about January the 6th, and it, I think they're going to, I really hope and pray 
because we're seeing some liars being paraded out there. My opinion about what we saw on Tuesday, it was a circus. It was an absolute circus, and they bought in a clown, a young clown, willing to sell her soul to be loved and appreciated and to become an instant celebrity. In many ways, she was trying to find relevance in her life. She was just an underling that got a job at the White House. And don't think that's a big deal because there are a lot of employees at the White House. I mean, in the hundreds, if not more, in the executive branch. And she was a low-level person. I don't think Trump had a whole lot to do with hiring her or anything. She was just, uh, there's openings, and she filled one of those openings. And all the way up until even after the election, she must have been pro-Trump because she's on a list, a short list of those that will be going on to Mar-a-Lago after the term ends. And then after that, something happened, and they decided not to, to hire her for Trump's staff after he left office. And that's when I think she turned. Well, how dare he do that to me? He didn't win the election, and I was hoping he would. You know, in other words, she was going to be in the outbound transition in Honda, Florida, to work for Trump. And now she comes up with this most ludicrous, ludicrous, insane story. I read story after story after story. And of course, what the Secret Service guys have said, it can't happen. People that have ridden inside the vehicle, they call the beast, that have actually been in the vehicle say what that woman said happened could never have happened. It's impossible for that to happen in that vehicle. It can't be done. So she went on in front of the House of Representatives committee that are full of liars, reprobates, demonically, I think, possessed people, sickos of the highest order. You know, there's Adam Schiff. You know, here's the guy. Here's the guy that said, I've seen the Russian, you know, collusion evidence, and it's really bad. And all of it was a fraudulent lie. And he knew it at the time he said it, but he doesn't care. There's a man that has sold his soul to the money and the power of literally satanic individuals. He is so full of himself and the power that he thinks he yields, he believes he has a right to lie. And there's nothing you can do about it. And so they bring this poor woman in front of this committee, young gal, and she tells this, this story. And, and even the rhinos that, you know, some of the so-called conservative thinks tanks in Washington, the rhino ones, I might add, like the Washington Examiner, they bought the whole lie hook, line, and sinker until they realized they've been had. Yeah, I'm sure the folks over at National Review, you know, are probably wishing they hadn't bought into some of what was said. Even CNN had to admit right away that the guys that she named are saying, she has, we never talked to her. She knows nothing. And by the way, it never happened. 
as somebody pointed out, who do you believe? A miffed young woman who didn't get a job with Trump after the election and after he left office. Like I say, a week after the January 6th supposed insurrection, she is touting that she's heading to Mar-a-Lago. So if she was so upset, she would have said something then. But she didn't. And had she said something like that then, it would have been a real, you know, real story had it been true, which it wasn't. And here we are two years later, well, a year or so, year and a half later, still playing the January 6th game. All they've got in the Democrat Party is a failed administration in Biden, a failed vaccine, and they're trying to make you believe that the only two things worth talking about in the United States today is abortion and January 6th. Nothing else matters. The fact that food costs are outrageous. The fact that gasoline is more than doubled in price. The fact that we may have food shortages this summer. Don't worry. It's all January the 6th. And everybody needs to be vaccinated for monkeypox or whatever. And if we don't have abortion, the world's going to come to an end. The religion of Moloch and the cult of liars in Washington, D.C. are hoping that that's enough to turn the tide this election. Now, I'm just getting warmed up. I've got some other news stories to share. But if anybody thinks that that story that that young lady told on Tuesday is true... Well, you know it's not. And Schiff probably knows it's not. Nancy Pelosi probably knows it's not. She's been around D.C. She's seen how the Secret Service works better than some low-level staffer. I think everybody in that committee, including Liz Cheney, who I hope, this is my personal hope, I hope she loses miserably in her primary and is retired from office this year. She's a total disappointment. She's a rhino that doesn't care a whit about those in Wyoming where she represents. She just used her family name and credentials and lied to the people of Wyoming. I'm a conservative like you. And she's a warmongering rhino that will act, it's one of those kind of people, the ends justify the means. That's what the communists always did and always believed. The ends justify the means, no matter how terrible. She's one of them. She believes the ends justify the means. Lying about Trump. Lying about being a conservative. Because she has, a, she has an agenda that I think is a very dangerous one. And it's part of the Great Reset and New World Order. She wants to be one of the loved. And she's going to find out. They really don't care much about her. She, they're using her. Her daddy misdirected Bush 44. Terribly. I mean, Bush 43. Terribly. And we got ourselves into wars that went on for two decades. Needlessly. Lives lost needlessly. The creation of ISIS needlessly. All of it. All of it. Because of what Dwight Eisenhower said. 
back in 1961 as he was leaving office after the election of 1960. Beware the military-industrial complex. Dick Cheney was a part of that complex. And Liz Cheney is doing all she can to keep that complex happy. And that's why I pray for the sake of our nation and for what is right and decent that the people of Wyoming send her packing and do it in such a manner that it can never be disputed. I got a lot more to say and I'm way over on this break. But first, thank you for praying for me. I can feel your prayers. And on the other side, I'll tell you a little bit more about some of the things in the back of my mind and then a few stories that I think are going to be an eye-opener. And my, my feelings about what the Lord is calling me to do in a couple of areas and this radio show, it, there's a lot to share. Would you hang in there? If you believe in the work we're doing, here we are. Tomorrow begins the month of July. And we finally were getting enough in to cover some of the, shall we say, late payments for the first time in our history. And I know it's a tough time. I know it's the economics. I know it's the economy. I get it. But I I really want to stay on KVOH. And, you know, it, it does take some funds. I don't want to advertise, you know, on the air what it costs. It's not fair to do that. But, you know, you, I'll let you know if you want to contact me directly. I'd like to stay there. And I want to be able to, you know, they've been very understanding about this economy. So if you can help us out, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview is in the Panhandle, by the way. Beautiful little town. And they're the ones that are handling our mail during our time of travel. Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. Also, for those who would like to pay online. Now, we had PayPal there. It's still there for those that are using it. But we also now have Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian crowdfunding source. And you can securely help us from there as well. At the website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. And if you go on on the website, you'll see a way, you can see ways to support us. It'll say support, and you can find out how to help us there. I thank you in advance for all that you do to keep this radio program going. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Belial or worthlessness. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now one of the names of Satan in the Bible is Belial. Belial. Now it comes from a Hebrew word. It actually is a Hebrew word, which is Bel-Ia'al, which means worthless. Now what, is, what it means is this. The devil isn't just evil, He's worthless. Evil isn't just evil, it's worthless. And sin isn't just sin, it's worthless. It's not only wrong, it's a waste. It takes away worth. 
and value. It makes things worthless and valueless. The more you sin, the more it takes away your worth as a, as a believer and from your walk and your life. So it's not only that sin is bad because of what it makes you do. It's also bad because of what it makes you not do. It wastes your life and your time and your thoughts, your energy, your walk. It takes you away from what you could be doing and what you should be doing. The enemy wants to make your life worthless. He wants to nullify your calling. It's not just about what he wants you to do. It's what he wants you also not to do. Because when you're sinning, you're not serving God. When you're sinning, you're not spreading salvation. When you're sinning, you're not praising God or glorifying him. You're missing your calling. You're wasting your life. It's worthless. So it's not not only that sin is a waste, but also waste is a sin. When we spend hours and hours in front of a television set or watching that questionable thing, that entertainment, when we could have been spending our time with the Lord or reading the word or serving him, it's a waste. It's Belial. It's a sin. So stop wasting your life. The Lord gave his life so your life will be worth something. It is if you spend it with him. Everything else is of the devil. Want more? Ask for the true witness. Now the free gift for you. The awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors, you'll love it. It's our free gift to you. And Sapphire's Daily Spiritual Vitamins, guaranteed to revitalize your walk. Or a free New Testament. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them, to bless those who blessed you. Now, imagine also you could cover this planet with a gospel. Well, you can. Through shortwave radio, it's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, listen, don't waste your life. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Tikvatenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. It is a Thursday, the last day of the month of June, June 30th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. And you know, as much as I I, I hate to think that I'm asking my life to go by faster by wanting June to end as quickly as possible for a number of reasons. I am sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being inundated from everywhere I look about Pride Month. I mean, I'm just so over this. A whole month to celebrate something that the Bible is not endorsing. Of course, don't worry, you'll find some woke, broke, and idiotic churches that have spit in the face of Christ and abandoned the gospel that'll celebrate that sin. <laughs> they'll, they'll engage in it with you. They'll even promote it as something more superior. And man, are they deceived. I mean, I'm tired of these companies that just think that this tiny minority that tries to believe there's some huge minority, they're very tiny in reality, that somehow we need to spend a whole month extolling the virtues 
of homosexuality. And we need to really push it upon the children of this country. I've got something in a moment I'm going to share with you on that. And I'm not going to spend too long on this, but I really want you to to understand why this is so vitally important and why it needs to be discussed. The media goes out of their way to bow down to the altar of of this lifestyle. And and they know if they say anything negative, they're going to have a boycott. It's going to be noisy, even though it's a minority. And a lot of people that don't want to look bad, oh yeah, we need to support them. It's It's their rights. You know, I I noticed this. Somebody warned me. I can remember I was working, oh, years ago, right before I was even ordained into ministry. We're talking the 1990s. And I'm trying to remember who said it. It is a Christian leader. This may be the late 80s, probably in the early 1990s. As all of this is being pushed as an agenda, systematically, one little piece at a time, And somebody said, what's going to happen is the entire gay and lesbian alliance at that time, because they didn't add transvestites and transgenders and, you know, 62 genders and all this. They were not a part of it. It was just basically a gay alliance of gay men and lesbian women. And all they wanted from society is just just tolerate us. Just allow us to live our lives in peace and we'll leave you alone. And we were warned back in the 1990s not to believe that strategy. It is a lie. That's not what they want. And so for all those years, as we got into, you know, 1993, 1996, 1998, just just tolerate us and, and let us live our lives in peace and you can live in peace and we'll leave you alone, you leave us alone. That's how we got in the military the don't ask, don't tell during the Clinton years. Well, as we got into the year 2000, that began to expand. That began to expand. It no longer was tolerate us, let us live in peace. It is you must now accept us. You must accept our lifestyle is equal to your lifestyle. And it's not fair to say ours is not as good as yours. And for the next decade, going all the way into the Obama years, we heard this all the way through the first term of the Obama years, that what needs to be done is we need to no longer just tolerate, we must just learn to accept. It is a reality that they are there and you're there and all we all just have to get along and accept each other as equals. You know, Pride Month was not a big deal 10, 15 years ago. Then came 2015. And the decision by the Supreme Court that says gay people, a man can marry a man and a woman can marry a woman. And the states cannot forbid it. All of a sudden, we it was a game changer. And back then, everybody, they were all saying, just accept us. Just let us have equal to you. And we'll all get along. In the years since that decision in 2015, 
Only seven years have gone by. Seven. And we've gone from a desire to be accepted to being demanded that we embrace it or else. If we don't embrace it, if we don't think it's superior, if we don't bow down to their every wish and command, you're you're a homophobe, you're a hate-filled person, you're evil, and you must be done away with. You must be cast off social media. Your opinions can't count. We must tax your churches if you dare come against us. In seven years, it has become a militant and angry movement. And they've demanded that Pride Month be celebrated by all in your face. It doesn't matter how disgusting and evil and perverted they they look and act in their parades. They can be virtually naked with each other, doing things unseemly, as the Bible says in Read Romans chapter 1. What you're seeing is some of the most evil and perverted things occurring, and they want your children to be embracing this. Florida had the, what was falsely called the don't say gay bill, all that Governor DeSantis, which is always in the target now of the mainstream media, all he was trying to do with the legislature is say, look, it's inappropriate for public schools to be pushing sexuality and anybody's agenda that has to do with sex on kids that are like, you know, in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. And I agree wholeheartedly. It's none of the state's business to start pushing lifestyles onto children who haven't even reached puberty that don't understand any of this intellectually or physically, or transgenderism for that matter. And so Disney and all the woke companies are just crying their eyes out how cruel and evil this may be. They do have an agenda. You know, a while back I ran across, I think this goes back a year now, during the height of the pandemic fear and everybody, you know, doing their little Zoom choirs. This is the San Francisco, I believe, Gay Men's Chorus. And I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'll play a couple little bits and pieces here. Uh, This first little clip, this is something they put out last year for Pride Month. Listen carefully to the words. It only lasts, oh, just a handful of seconds. So you'll get through it with me. So hang on and listen to what the Gay Men's Chorus of San Francisco is saying about you and your children. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. It's funny, just this once, you're correct. Listen, I've said it many, many times on this program since it began almost two years ago. Evil always reveals its hand. It never has to hide its intent because it knows so many people are not paying attention. Many people simply don't care. They just laugh it off as, you know, that's just some kind of conspiracy theory, Bob. It's not true. 
They're, they're making fun of themselves in this little audio track. And you want to know something? I don't believe that. I believe they 100% believe what they are singing. And of course, they end their little chorus with this. We'll convert your children and make an ally of you, yeah. Now I can hear somebody saying right now, Bob, look, that's, that's crazy talk. They're just making fun of everybody that makes fun of them. Really? They may try to pretend that in this cutesy video they put out, I think, a year ago for Pride Month. But they really mean in their hearts exactly what they say. If you look at how children are groomed and recruited into alternate lifestyles, into transgenderism, which is, you know, really destroy your, to destroy your human nature, evil is out to destroy And they can laugh about it. You can think it's funny. You can think it's cute. And they've just told you what they're actually doing behind the scenes. They really are doing this. These agendas are finding their way into public schools all over the United States and the world. And we laugh about it and pretend it's not happening. Or it's not happening in our school. It is. We went from just... Just tolerate us and leave us alone. Just accept us so we can live like you. And now embrace us because we are a better lifestyle than yours. And we are superior to your lifestyle. We're better than you. You better embrace it or we'll come after you. And that's exactly what they are demanding. It's happening in states like New York. It's happening in states like California. It's happening in states like, you know, Massachusetts, New Jersey. And even in some of the bigger cities in some of the so-called red states, Atlanta, Georgia, just to name one of many. They're pushing an agenda. And they have so many people, even so-called phony conservatives, scared of them, where they, you know, yeah, Pride Month, yeah, you, you, you enjoy it. And some of the displays of some of the parades are just obscene. In another time, like 50 years ago, they would have all been rounded up and taken to jail on charges of indecent exposure. But now it's all considered okay, and your children can see it too. They need to see it because they need to begin to understand that there's an alternative to just, you know, biology in a natural order. What does St. Paul have to say about all of this? Very quickly, Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of an uncorruptible God into the image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust toward one another 
men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. It pretty well says it all. There's a lot more in Romans chapter 1, but that pretty well states it. And this ideology is, has embraced itself and has been absorbed by one particular political party as an absolute you must accept. If you don't, you're a homophobe. You're less of a person. So 30 days ago, Pride Month came in, and every major corporation bowed down to the rainbow flag in a disgusting display. I mean, even every network TV program had something to do with Pride Month. Every major corporation had the rainbow in their logo. I mean, ABC, Good Morning America, this is how they began the month of June. And now that it is June, we are celebrating Pride Month, which kicks off today. According to the Library of Congress, Pride is meant to recognize the sweeping impact that members of the LGBTQ plus community, advocates, and allies have all had on history in the U.S. and around the world. The month of June is marked with a series of events and parades that draw millions from around the world every year. And GMA held a pop-up party in Times Square earlier to kick off the festivities. I am so glad today is the last day of June. I am so glad that Pride Month will come to an end. And maybe we can get back to some resemblance of normalcy tomorrow. But the agenda never goes away. It'll always be there. Remember, the current party in power that has given you high gas prices, has given you food shortages, has messed up the economy, has messed up everything, really, that they put their hands on and made it worse than it would be, they're pushing Pride Month. They really pushed it. They thought it was great. Everybody should celebrate it. You heard it out of the president's mouth. It was a big deal. And I know the prior administration gave lip service to it, too. Stop doing that. Call it for what it is. What we have on the ballot in November, assuming we don't have too much cheating and theft going on, you have the Democrats on one hand in the United States saying the gay agenda is big. Transgenderism. It's a real thing that we need to discuss with your little children. You know, Johnny may really need to be Jane because at six years of age, he's got it figured out. No, he doesn't. He's impressionable and you are abusing that child. We have a lot to talk about. I'm not going to have a chance to get into it too much today. But you know, it's going to be the gay agenda abortion and january 6th that's all they got and those that have carefully and crafted their way to shall we say distort the vote we need to watch and pray we need to be ready for what comes our way and as i said in 2020 and i'll say it again at this time two you know two years ago everybody said trump's got it in the bag man he can't lose. Look at his rally. Slow. Joe Biden is hiding in his basement. 
He gets 30 people to show up for a big Joe Biden rally. He makes too many mistakes on the campaign trail. Over and over again, we heard it. Trump's got this in the bag. When I started this radio program almost two years ago, I told you one thing. I said, don't count on this election, you know, being a slam dunk. I really felt in my heart that if Trump won, and I would say that every time, if he wins, we get a little reprieve. But if he loses, and don't be surprised if he does, evil's going to go into overdrive. I think I was right. I really do. Not that I'm bragging on myself. It, It didn't take much. Look, I'm very careful in the stories that I actually share. I don't want to have to ever retract. So far, we've been on target. And I want to thank all of you that have faithfully listened to this program for 22 months now. 22 months, some of you have been with me from day one. Some maybe a year, some longer. Some may be new listeners. But I want to thank you for taking the time to listen as a podcast or on shortwave radio. Here we are. July starts tomorrow. Can you help us financially to keep this on the radio? The bills are, are, are they're here. I got to pay them. If you can help us, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. Send it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248, that's number 3248. The city is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Go to the website, truththenumber2ponder.com. There are other ways to give, including a Christian you know, crowdsource funding organization, And you'll find that on our support page. Now, real quick, a couple of little updates. I'm hoping on tomorrow's program to have Dr. William Wong on again. He's been one of the more favorite guests. We have it lined up. We should be able to put this program together. And I'd like a lot of our listeners that only get a chance to hear this program on the weekend on some of the radio stations to have an opportunity to hear from Dr. William Wong By the way, he's been a real encouragement to me during this time that I've been not doing well, knowing that he's been praying for me and helping me with some good and solid advice on on how to get to the bottom of what I've been dealing with. And I want to thank you for your prayers as well. More on that on tomorrow's program. Until then, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.